The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This story actually took place in Muncie. It was a particular yid. His name is Reb Kalman. And Reb Kalman did import from China. He would import products from China. He would sell them in the United States at quite a substantial profit. And he did very well. The way that the business worked was he would go to China a few times a year each season. He'd go with a substantial amount of capital. He'd pay for the merchandise. He'd come back to the United States. He'd pre-order. He'd sell. And then that's how he made his profit. And he had the capital for the next season to be able to purchase and to continue to grow his business. One year he went to China. Everything was regular. He has his capital. He orders the project products and send them. They're shipping them from China to the United States. He does a lot of pre-orders with regular clients who trust him. And the issue is that when the product arrives, it's an inferior product. There's problems, there's challenges, there's issues. And many of his buyers say they want their money back. He's an honest guy. He gives them back their money. The issue is, time for the next season. He's got to go to China. He's going to make sure that he doesn't get gypped again. He's going to go to, to manufacturers that he knows he could trust from the past, etc., etc. But he has no capital. He has no money because he used all that money to pay back all the people who he sold to. Listen, a person's name is gold. There's nothing more valuable than that. What does he do? And on the home front also was getting challenging. Till this point, he lived with, you know, very comfortably, perhaps even better than that, and a certain lifestyle. And now all of a sudden, the money is tight. And he needed just $100,000 to tide him over till the next season. He had some capital that he was able to get, but for his personal expenses and just to keep his business afloat, he needed $100,000. He didn't have a penny. It was really difficult for him. He's always been on the giving side. What's he supposed to do? And one day he says, listen, I have to bite the bullet. I'm going to ask a friend of mine for a loan. Listen, you know, we all have difficult times. It's really embarrassing. It's humiliating for him, but he doesn't have a choice. After Shachas, one day he goes over to his friend Moshe and he says to him, Moshe, can I talk to you for two minutes? Moshe says, sure, what's up, Rav Kalman? How can I help you? And he shares with him exactly what happened to him the previous season, how he got hit with an inferior product and how he lost money and how he's having tremendous difficulty just staying afloat, paying his bills, and that he needs $100,000 in cash. Moshe thinks for a minute, because you see, Moshe did have the money. He actually had $100,000 in cash in his house. You know where he had that $100,000? Within his basement, in a shoebox. And he was saving that money up for his daughter's wedding. His daughter wasn't engaged yet, but she was of age. Very soon, she'd find the shidduch. And he wanted to have money, plenty of money for the wedding, to outfit the young couple, to give them some money, perhaps, to start. That was his $100,000. And now, his friend Rip Kalman is coming and asking him to borrow the money. What happens if his daughter gets engaged in the interim? And does he know? Kalman's really going to pay him back. Who says that he's going to be able to get himself back on the feet? And then maybe he'll lose the $100,000. Then how does he marry his daughter off? And inside of him, there's a little tug of war. And he says to Rip Kalman, give me two minutes. I need to think something through. Comes back two minutes later. He goes, you know what? Of course I want to help you. You're a yid that's in a time of need. As we'll see in this expiration, there's a mitzvah to lend someone money. A of an obligation to lend someone money. Come to my house now, I'm going to give you the money. They go to his house, they drop a little star. On the way, he gets an arev, he gets a guarantor, because that's how you lend money. And Moshe says, let me go down. And he goes down to his basement, you know, because that's where his shoebox is, that's where $100,000 is. And he kept the shoebox in an inconspicuous place with a lot of other, a jumble of junk. And he comes there, and his heart drops. That whole area where there was junk and all kinds of old clothing and shoeboxes, there's nothing there. It's clean. And he f- goes crazy. He, said, where? he goes running upstairs to the Clean lady, Luciana, he says to her, Luciana, what happened down there? And she smiles and she says, I know it's Passover, I want to get a jump start, I know how it goes every year. So I just took everything and I cleaned all the junk out and I threw it out. She said, well, the shoeboxes. She goes, yeah, they were junky shoeboxes, I just threw them out. When did you throw them out? One second, today. 
throw them out on Tuesday. He thinks for himself, Monday they pick up garbage once a week, and there's a massive dumpster behind his development that all the garbage goes into. Baruch Hashem, they didn't pick it up yet. But he has to get that bag now. Like they call, he has no choice but to go dumpster diving. He tells his friend, Kalman upstairs, he says, it's going to be a few minutes, I'm so sorry, something came up, tell you you'll have the money soon. He puts on a pair of junky clothing and a pair of gloves, and he jumps into the dumpster. He starts sorting through garbage bag after garbage bag. This guy's got leftover tuna fish sandwiches. Who knows what? Terrible stuff going on there. Near the bottom of the dumpster, he locates the bag, booms it up. He sees there's shoeboxes in it. He rips it open. Baruch Hashem. His bag of, his box is $100,000. is there. He takes it home. He has the money. He comes back to Reb Moshe, Reb Kalman, and he says to him, Reb Kalman, I want you to know something. If you would not have approached me and asked me for the money, I would have lost $100,000. Dollars to cleanly threw it out. But because you came over to me, and because I acquiesced to give you the loan, and you should know that it was a little bit difficult for me. I was trying to figure things out. But I decided I'm going to do the right thing. Look, you saved me $100,000. Thank you so much. And he gives him a big hug after he took off his junky clothing, etc., etc. He lands from Calm on the money so he can get back on his feet. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org. <laughs>